Garage a mess? Don't stress. Get a hold of Rob at Nebraska Garage Solutions. Nebraska Garage Solutions is a locally owned and operated company that focuses on affordable garage storage solutions. The owner, Rob, will personally work with every customer from bid until job completion. They specialize in, but not limited to, overhead metal storage, custom wood shelving, pre-finished slat wall systems, and cabinets and entertainment areas. Are you looking to be the envy of all your neighbors? Get a hold of Nebraska Garage Solutions today. Follow on all social media platforms and check out over 50 five-star reviews. You can email rob at nebraskasolutions.com or you can call 402-987-8180. To check out their work, go check out www.nebraskagaragesolutions.com. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Kyle. There it is. Got that it was that time. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. I take it easy on you. Yeah. I'm not going to yell at you. <laughs> that was the most gentlest Kyle. Or gentlest Kyle. Cut it, Kyle. Yeah. Got it. Please. <laughs> Kyle, good job, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Go Big Red indeed. No block, no rock. Season three, episode 53, coming at you live from the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room, 108th and Harrison and La Vista, Nebraska, 68128. Guys, let's talk about what we're drinking real quick. I myself am drinking, what, what are we going to call it, Connor? It is good game. Good game. Yeah, just in time for the football season. Yep, good game. Hopefully we'll be saying that couple Thursdays from now. Good game, yep. Tuskers. Good job. Well, I hope we get to say it in like, not a condescending way, yeah, but like, good yeah, good game to Minnesota. You know, PJ, just go home. Uh, I'd really like to get that win and say good game in a nice way. Now, right. how would you describe this real quick? So that's an American light lager. Uh, obviously, you're drinking it right now. It is about the lightest beer we've ever made. It is the crushable. Crispy. Yeah. Oh, it's Chris. The official NBNR, NBC tailgating beer. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah, will be okay. at a tailgate near you, guaranteed. Okay. Yep. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I think it's almost like a unanimous decision at the table. I know Mike's got something different, but... Mike did have one, though. Yes, I did have did one. Try. I had to try it because he said it was the best batch they've ever made. And so I was like... crushed the hell out of it. I had one. Obviously. We are talking a lot about a little bit of jerky, and okay. yeah, I had one of those. I switched over to Tiger's Blood. It's a seltzer here on tap they can only get in the brewery. Yeah. Uh, it is... Excellent. They need a label for it, but it is, it is good. It's one of my, my go-tos. Yeah, whoever the marketing guy here is slacking. He sucks. Trash. Yeah. <laughs> KB, what you got? I've got the good game as well. Like I said, unanimous decision. I know Connor's drinking it too, which I, is yeah, crazy. not I, drinking the Pilsner. If that is not enough of a statement for how good this beer is, well, it was like we were probably 45 episodes deep of me only drinking Pilsner. Easily. And, yes. and now here's a good game. Yeah. If that's not enough of a statement right there, I don't know what is. Yeah. The ultimate name for a beer is good game. Here comes, Guaranteed. Here comes my condescending good job. Uh, good no. job. You made. You actually freaking made a change. Yeah. <laughs> Once. Right. Okay. Let's get to our special guest. You may know him as the, the host of Big Red Wrap Up, the host of the Let It Fly show, <laughs> uh, a veteran sportscaster. <laughs> oh, <old>. Veteran. <laughs> Very old, yes. Emphasis on veteran. <laughs> Very old, yes. <laughs> veteran. Very um, old. On Sportsman Iconic back on 1620 The Zone back in the day. Yeah. Michael Severe. 
Yeah. I'm the only one in here that's had a knee replacement. Yeah. <laughs> probably never had a guest with a knee replacement. I guess. Jared's uh, probably, probably a lot of former close. players. I'm sure they've had some knee, knee yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know about replacement. I, the one thing, so I always joke, I was a reporter forever, worked in the news. I have an ocean worth of information in my head. It's an inch deep. I know nothing about beer. Yeah. That's fair. Like grew up. So my, my wife, my mom's second husband, MC, the guy that got me into football and everything. He actually worked at Dixie beer in New Orleans. Oh, no kidding. I never got the taste for it. Never liked the taste for it. Never had it. But I got to remember we were drinking mixed drinks and daiquiris in New Orleans. So there wasn't much of a beer crowd. Right. And this is the seventies and eighties where beer wasn't huge and have craft beers. And so I never got into it. And then I quit drinking in 2002, and so I never had the chance to have it. But I, I know nothing about beer. Yeah. You well, said Pilsner. I'm like, is that a city in Nebraska? <laughs> I've, been, I've been almost everywhere hey, in Nebraska. That would be Pilger. Pilner. Yeah. Pilger, Pilger, or something, yeah. something like that. I know it was close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. Okay, Connor, I'm going to throw it over to you. I know yeah. you have a, a little plug for Michael. Yeah, so Michael and I got to meet uh, through my mom, actually, Kim. Uh, they work together with an organization called the 50 Mile March. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Michael, I want you to kind of talk to the listeners about what is 50 Mile March, um, what you do for them, and how it benefits um, everybody, the veterans that it's helping. Yeah, so four years ago, three people got together. One was Jay Morales, and they decided they were going to march from Lincoln, the state capital, to Omaha, and they would raise money. And they had no plan. They just said, we're going to do this. They had one vehicle that was following them, and it was a disaster for the most part. Um, they ended up raising like, I don't know, $500, right? They were planning on raising $2,500. Then the second year, almost 30 people did it. Um, and they did it on the behalf of a couple different veterans organizations. Uh, it was still wasn't as organized as it is now. The third year, I was there. That was last year. And we marched on behalf of Moving Veterans Forward, which is in Papillion. It's an amazing organization. More than 2,000 veterans have been placed in homes with furniture. Uh, they do a lot of things, too. They help with uh, PTSD. They help with uh, people reuniting with their families, a lot of displaced families. Guy comes back from the military. Woman comes back from the military. They're in a bad place. They end up leaving their family. They get them back with their kids. It's, it's amazing what they do. And then there's also Guitar for Vets, which is a great way to be able to handle that PSD by playing guitar and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then there's another group that's basically trying to fight veteran suicide. We all know the numbers of how many veterans kill themselves every day um, over the course of a year. And so we're raising money for them. Plus now, this year, we're raising money to build a place for moving veteran forwards to be also for veterans to go and get social services, to be able to get mental health services, to be able to get health services. We're building that as well. So that's the big thing this year, but it's, it's um, August 26th and 27th because we leave at five o'clock or so from the Capitol uh, in Lincoln. And then over the course of the next 22 hours, we march on highway six for the most part, all the way back here to Nebraska Brewing Company in La Vista up that big ass hill. Yeah. <laughs> at the end. Of but course, it has to be the worst way to end that. It's march. like, come on, can we down a hill at the end? <laughs> Make you work for it. Exactly. There's two major hills that are kind of tough. There's one when you come to go to Cabela's. Yeah. That hill's pretty tough because it's a long, it's not as steep, but it's long. And you're like, is it over? Is it over? And then there's the one out here, of course, on 108th Street. It's yeah. So you, you say it's a 50 mile march. Are you guys actually marching? We're in formation. Okay. I mean, we're not like drum majors in a band. We're not high stepping, but we're in formation. We're three for three by three. Okay. Um, and we stay in formation. We have four platoons. There may be an extra platoon this year because we have more than a hundred people this year. Wow. So it's going to be huge. So we have the platoons. You got a platoon leader who is going to be you know, kind of on the outside, making sure no one gets out of line. No one gets in my cars. We've got four vehicles. We've got a giant five ton truck. Um, yeah. We're essentially just marching. We basically go, it's four, 10 mile, 10 mile marches. And then a little one from Cabela's to here. 
So that's basically what it is. You get to Lenoma about 2.30 in the morning. It's kind of chilly because it's on the water. Um, and that's the time where you get a little nap, and then you get up and you, you walk the rest of the way. Wow. Yeah. And I don't want to speak for Kyle over here, but, yep. you know, he's he's a veteran himself. So, yep. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, that is special just for me because I have an individual that I served with that did end up um, committing suicide. And so hearing you talk about that, like, that's that's really cool. And that's something that, you know, NBC has been really involved with. And so that's something that's really been awesome just working with you guys and being sponsored by NBC. It, it's me, it's meant a lot, especially, like, hearing about mm-hmm. the 50-mile march and all that good stuff. Which which branch? Uh, Army. Yep. Nice. Yeah. There we go. Who, yeah, who Army are? only. Yeah. yeah, Army, that's it. Yeah, we. I make fun of every... Mm-hmm. Only people don't make fun of is the na- is the Marines. Like yeah. you make fun yeah. of the Navy because they were white. Does that. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the Air Force because you call them the Cheer Force. You know they, yeah. they're the only ones that don't run anywhere. <laughs> right. Like, we run two miles. At least the Navy folks swim a little bit. I mean, yeah. come on, nothing. They're just like I'm just gonna sit here and shine my shoes. And like, no offense to the Air Force people, but you're you whips. Yeah. You and no one <laughs> no one knows what the Coast Guard does. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that one branch. Yeah. And they they just this week was the anniversary of the Coast Guard. It yeah. was just their birthday. Yeah. yeah. And we Nobody all knows how old they were. Yeah. Yeah. The Coast Guard, whatever. You, you put in more work in your. 50 mile march then (laughs) you know what the coast guard does very well is they save people who are too stupid to go out and sail not checking the weather first or if they had enough food or whatever and they go damn it i gotta go save some more people on a big boat spear Mm -hmm. spear fishing in the middle of a tropical storm like what are you doing (laughs) coast guard thank god for the coast guard to go out and do that and save people's lives yeah yeah good job good job kyle but you're the basic uh i was in uh leonard wood Lost in the woods, yes, baby. Sir. Nice. <laughs> yes, sir. I was at Fort Knox with all the gold. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. We got three hills. Yeah. It's agony, misery, and heartbreak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> agony the first two weeks, misery the, la- the next two weeks, and then heartbreak. Because at the top of the hill, it starts over. Oh, so no. It's called heartbreak. <laughs> yep. And those A1 Abram tanks are going by you at the same time, and all that exhaust is coming. It's the, it's the worst. Yeah. Nice it's a great base, hot, but yeah, it's, it's right. very. Yeah, I was in. I went in the end of August. Yes, yeah, so I was August, September, and going in October. Yeah. How long did you surf? So I was in for really three years because of what happened with Desert Storm. It kind of shortened all our tours. Okay. Um, I could have stayed. I should have stayed because, you know, no, no one I knew I should have stayed when I turned 40. Yeah. And I would have been retiring. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? But I, I got a lot of experiences. Um, and, and you learn so much. There's, yeah. I was telling people on the walk. We walked 15, we walked 10 miles last weekend and then 15 miles this weekend. And they were complaining because their camels don't taste, the water doesn't taste good. Right. I'm like, all you got to do is you boil it. And then you take that boiling water, put it in the refrigerator, let it cool off, dump it out, boil it again. It's fine. I'm like, well, how do you know that? I go, I got a book. Yeah. When I went in the military, that taught me how to do everything I ever needed how to do. It's the Bible. It's green, and I know all of the damn grenades by heart yeah. because you learn everything in a book. Yeah. If we taught school like that, and I'm a big proponent of public school, but if we taught school the way we taught in the army, I'm telling you, dude, we have a lot better off kids. Yeah. Teach you how to troubleshoot, teach you how to memorize, how to work together. Okay. It would work a lot better. Yep. Take yeah. notes, Jared. Listen. Yeah. Hey. Jared is a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the And thank you for what you do. I'm I'm very appreciative. (laughs) No one knows it better than all of us parents during COVID that you guys do a hell of a job. I'm trying to teach. He's not that good. I'm trying to teach (laughs) honors geometry to my sophomore. And I had geometry 35 years ago. It was rough. Yeah. It was rough. I don't know. If if we tried things the army way at the school. Yeah. I don't know. It could work. The parents can't get involved. The parents can't get involved. If the parents can't get it, look, I was an education reporter for five years. I know how bad it is with the parents. <laughs> but if you could keep them out of it, the kids would, they'd fall in line like that. I'm telling you, they'd fall. Every, every single race, ethnicity, religion, 
uh, uh, from 86, um, what do you call it? You're smart. What do you call those things? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, you're, uh, come on, help me out. What do you call your thing? You, somebody IQ? has a two, IQ, thank you. Thank from you. 86 yeah. IQ to smart. 250 IQ. And they all learn the same thing. We all go through it. You all, you go, no go at this station, go at this station. It's really simple. Yep. I hear you, but throughout every day yeah. when I'm teaching, I hear the faint sound of a, and that's a parent. Oh, yeah. helicopter. Oh, helicopter. helicopter. Yeah. Oh, that's helicopter. Like, I hear yeah. cell phones. I, I feel like I cell thinking. phones would be the thing that yeah. really stops yeah, I would, kids I would, from I would learning. really have to have those turned off it's okay yeah. we, we have cell phone caddies oh nice up, up in the front of the room okay nice so it's it's fine so i got busted in 1986 with a transistor radio in my pocket <laughs> running up behind my shirt to listen oh, to 1986 yeah. nfl draft of which the saints <laughs> took dalton hilliard and then jim dombrowski <laughs> in the first two picks and i got busted by miss gubala my <laughs> science teacher who took it from me and i couldn't get it back to the end of the year it was oh, a year? Gosh. No, it was April. Okay. It was April. Okay. Okay. Back in June. Uh, but still, she took it for the rest of the year. Miss Gubala. Miss Gubala. She was terrifying. That? I don't forget. I remember everything about her. Yeah. <laughs> everything about that moment. She took my brush one day. I left my brush on the table for a second. You know, I had to just comb my hair. I was coming okay. from outside. PE. I left it on for a second and she took it. Didn't get it back to the end the of the year. She was tough, man. She was I tough. Guess. She was tough. Miss Gubala. I'm not sure she would get the ruler that? across the knuckles. Uh, so I went to Catholic school. Yeah. And I had a, uh, a, had a nun in eighth grade named Sister George. Sister Mary George. Her maiden name was Pussitary. No. Oh, yeah. No. She has, she no lie. To. No lie. This uh, woman hit me across my shoulder with a ruler and the thing splintered everywhere. Uh, I had a mark on my finger forever from a thing that she and I was bad don't get me wrong built different yeah. yeah she was built different all right let me tell you right now that woman was tough she lived to be probably 89 we actually went, went to a cousin of mine's funeral and she was there because she went to the same school I did and sister George saw me and she walked up and she goes you're, you're Michael right and I said yeah she tried to hit me yeah no, I'm not lying. in church at a funeral she tried to strike me well what were you doing at a funeral my cousin, get hit? my cousin I was doing anything wrong she realized who I was and she it was, remembered it was instinct instinct she was like oh I gotta hit my guy yeah exactly that's how it works yeah what yeah. uh Pussitary? yeah Pussitary is uh, Italian 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 name yes yeah, sister George yeah. she took George which is funny enough um, and then she tells us, my name is Sister George, Mary Pussitary. Yeah. And you don't think, you don't think six, seven, and eighth graders are going to laugh forever? Why, why would you even advertise that if you're her? Right. Oh, no, I, I never say it again. Well, she maybe, didn't give a damn. You know she why? Didn't give a, she didn't yeah. give two dams. Yeah. Ever. Well, you I think laugh? she's just going to hit you harder. Well, yeah, that's the thing is she has, exactly. she has something inside of her. I know this kid's going to make fun of me. Right. I'll get to hit him for it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Give yep. me an excuse. That's pretty much it. That's who she was. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. Well, speaking of what you were talking about before. If you, if, you, if you had a good segue from this, I'd have been like, that's uh, impressive. Speaking of that been incredible. Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of cunnilingus. Yeah. 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 PJ Flag. That's a real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's funny. Okay. Well, this, I mean, we got off on the pussitary. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's fine. It's a but, path, actually. It's <laughs> not a road. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of uh, agony, misery, and heartbreak. Yes. There's a lot of fan bases that are feeling this. Yeah. Due to conference realignment and stuff. Got Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Michael Severe. Yeah. Who are the next programs to change conferences within the next, we'll say, month? Right? I feel like something else is going to happen. Are we right? going to count like Stanford going independent? 
You think they're, they're, they're going to go in? I, I don't see other any other place. They're way too prestigious of a university to be in the Mountain West. Right. The, what do you about think the Big you 12, see I don't think the Big 12. The Big 12 announced today that they're done. Yeah, they I don't, don't think want the Big 12 really? yeah. you, don't, you, you get to a point where you just can't share any more money. Yeah. Right? You Everybody's getting their money. You bring somebody else in, all of a sudden you got to split it again. It doesn't make any sense. Stanford makes sense going independent because Notre Dame is one of their best rivals. Okay. I think they could find a schedule. They can make a decent schedule. They don't mind traveling. Um, I think they would go independent. I think that might be the next thing we hear is that Stanford's going independent. Could you see Stanford going Ivy? I don't think the Ivy League would allow that. Um, they <laughs> Nobody's more proud of who they are than the Ivy League. Oh, yeah. Trust me, they'll tell you. They're Oidi. very Oidi. proud of who they are. You ever have a conversation with somebody and you're like, yeah, I went to Harvard Law School. I didn't even ask you who you were yeah. or your name. <laughs> and now I know you went to Harvard Law School. No, I don't think, I can't see that happening only because of what the Ivy League is. And I mean, God, the only team, the only school you could say, honestly, that was in the Ivy League and left. As Rutgers was kind of an Ivy League school in the 1860s and 70s. You know, they played in the first game against Princeton. They were kind of like an Ivy League school, but they pretty much are set. I don't think that would ever happen. I think it's independent for Stanford. Um, the team that I really, I've loved Utah for years, yeah. not just because of Kyle Whittingham. I went to go see the last game that Lavelle Edwards was head coach at BYU. I went to that game. I went to the Holy War. Um, I was working in Albuquerque, so I covered the Mountain West at the time, whatever it was called. And so we went to go see the game and I, I never saw uh, two fan bases hate each other more. That's incredible. It was so huh. much hate. I couldn't believe how much hate there was. And I fell in love with it. And I really <laughs> like Utah. Aren't they uh, all just like a bunch of Mormons that hate each other? Or what? I love the well, hate. It's not that because there is, it's more a little bit like Muslims and, and Christians. Oh, okay. Because even though there are some Mormons at Utah, there's fewer obviously than at BYU. Right. And so there's a lot of hatred because of that back and forth. Okay. And BYU thinks that they're special. And Utah's like, whatever, we <laughs> kick your butt. So there's that greatness to it. Uh, Holy War is wonderful. And so I've always kind of liked Utah. So I would, that's a team I'd like to see in the Big Ten. Right. Utah, I would enjoy right. being yeah. there. More so than Oregon or Washington, really. Although those are two of the best road games that Nebraska yes. has ever played that I've been to, and I'll love that, to be able to go to see them playing Otson again and go to see beautiful Seattle and that, that landscape too. Right. Coast to coast. The Big Ten has done it. It's coast to coast, yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of, you know, teams in the Pac-12, uh, did you guys see the reports? There was uh, an anonymous, at this moment, uh, Pac-12 president yeah. talking oh, yeah. to the Big 12. Dude. Oh, about the nine teams? Can you yeah, tell? yeah. Take everybody but Oregon State and yeah. Washington State. And that yeah. is some incredible slander to the yeah. OSU and Wazoo programs. <laughs> you know what's funny is you go all the way back to 2010, 2011, when we had the first really big expansion. And we were trying to figure out what was going to happen because Texas and Oklahoma and a couple schools were going to be leaving to go to make the Pac-16. And we're having a conversation on who would not go. And the two schools that would not go were Three schools, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and Washington State were teams that nobody wanted because they were all tier three schools, right. lower academic schools. And I think most conferences, no matter who they are, don't want lower academic schools. So that puts Washington State in a horrible predicament. It's a small campus. It's a smaller school, smaller budget. Plus, I don't think they're still tier three, but they're pretty bad. They're lowly ranked in terms of academics. So that puts them sure. in a bad spot. Oregon State, not as bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah small town, smaller school, but not as bad academically. Yeah, but athletically, I mean, that both programs have seen success in recent sure, years. Sure. I mean, Oregon State is perennial baseball. Like, you you always half expect to see them in Omaha. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did for that yeah. stretch, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they came and that horrible thing happened with their pitcher who had the accusation from yeah. when he was down. Yeah, was just, yeah uh, that was I don't ever want to see him come back again. Yeah. Well, okay, so... You know, you mentioned baseball. That's yeah. not why all these moves are being Nobody made. No, no, right. the moves so, are being right. no, 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 no. They don't make I'm, money I'm, playing baseball. <laughs> that's yeah. where my next question is. It, yeah. it, I just, I think that it's going to be 
college football is going to have its own thing and all yeah. these other sports. Sure. They're going to be the regional, like, I don't think if you're freaking Washington, oh, we got to go to Rutgers because we're in the Big Ten. Yeah. Not the golf team, right? Yeah. Just if football. You, all, all you'd be able to do when it comes to Olympic sports is make a week travel. So you go out there and you play maybe two or three Stay out there. games or series or whatever it is. That, that's the only thing that makes sense because you don't want to be making that five and a half, six hour flight for those kids. No. You don't want to do that. And then it just, it really does. And now you guys are still fairly young. It really, even when you're young, it just wears you out mentally. Mm-hmm. Even if you're flying charter, it doesn't matter. It just wears you out mentally. I, you heard uh, Matt Rule talk about how yep. it takes a day per time zone. It's true. It really mm-hmm. is. And it's so much worse going from east out to west. Because all of a sudden you're playing at a game that's nine o'clock in the morning, right? Yep. It's 12 o'clock your time, but it's nine o'clock in the morning. You're out there. You're off your complete schedule. It's just bad. And we're going to see so much of that. And I, first of all, let me say this. I don't really care about where anybody goes as long as I can place bets on games yeah. and go to games and watch it on TV. I don't care. You're part of the problem. I don't, I'm part of the problem. Yeah. I don't care where they play or who they play against. I, do I miss Traditional rivalries, of course. Yeah. It, the, the thing that happened between Missouri and Kansas, I hate the fact they call it a border rivalry because they're not borders between no. states, teacher. They're state lines, yeah. not borders. You got a passport, <laughs> you go across a border. You know, passport to go from Missouri to Kansas. Anyway, I didn't name it. I know. But it, I, you missed that. I, I, Texas, Texas and Texas A&M have their names in their fight songs. Mm-hmm, other right. names. And they don't play. And they're not playing each other for another year. That I miss. Other than that, we're still going to play football games. We're still going to be able to get up very early in the morning, watch game day or watch Big Fox or whatever else, and then watch games. Yes, I'm fine. Even even earlier and later now. Yeah, for for us. I I love that. You wake up in the morning, you got a game at 11 a.m., and you get to watch football till midnight. I lived in Albuquerque. It's the best thing. We'd get up on Sunday mornings, and we'd go to the sports bar, and we'd have breakfast burritos. And then the games would start. It was the best. It was outstanding. Yes. I don't I mind it at all. I've, I love the fact that the game in Colorado is going to be 10 o'clock. Because yep, I yeah. can come back and be, I can, fl- I can drive back instead of spend the night. Yep. We would have had to yeah. spend the ni- an extra night if it was, say, 2 o'clock, 2.30. It was at night, of course. Now that it's at 10 a.m., we'll be home by 10. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you mentioned you're a gambler. I have been known to place a bet. Have you been tailing any picks coming out of the University of Iowa at all? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. And I, I follow a little LSU, so I understand that there's some ties with that too, yeah. you know. But no, I, I have not been. Um, I just, I, I called Damon's show the other morning to say, here's how you know someone's a truly degenerate. Is th- <laughs> when Nebraska was six and a half at even money, you bet the under. And then just to make sure, cover your bases, you take the plus 1,100 to win the division. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's how you know Jeez. that you got your bases covered and you're probably a degenerate. <laughs> yeah. Or you had Cleveland plus one and a half against the Jets. Right. You oh. mentioned the rivalry thing and you were talking about Texas, Texas A&M. The one thing that I found funny was when they asked about the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State thing. Oh, Gundy? Yeah. Yeah. And Gundy, like, it's like, it's, I, like well, it's over. They left it's us. Over. They left yeah, us. I understand. And that one was kind of weird because I feel like Oklahoma State's been little brother for a long long time oh, yeah. so they're like i, I don't want to play Oklahoma anymore bedlam's the bedlam's the best name yeah yeah as much as i love the holy war and i love all those names well there's the 100 mile do you guys know the 100 miles of hate uh-uh. no. it's it's western kentucky and oh damn it it's western kentucky and and they're exactly 100 miles apart and the name of the rivalry is 100 miles of hate <laughs> Which I think that's is incredible. Awesome. That's middle, pretty cool. middle Tennessee, the, Ra- the Raiders, yeah, the Blue, Blue Raiders, Raiders, right? Blue Raiders. So that was that's one of my favorite names. But Bedlam just sounds awesome. Yeah. It sounds like we're about to get rowdy with some Oklahoma people, right? Yeah, <laughs> which has got to be fun. Yeah. One word, 
Bedlam. Bedlam. That's all you need. It's perfect. Yeah, yep. I love it. Better than Cyhawk. Right. That's uh, terrible. <laughs> it's bad. Cyhawk's bad. And Nebraska had the, the victory bell against With Missouri. Missouri yeah. Which is so we still have that bell, right? Uh, yeah, we kept yeah, the we, bell, didn't yeah, we? We won yeah. the last game. We kept game. the bell, yeah. yeah. Blaine Gabbert, Take, the man. guy that decommitted from Nebraska, never beat Nebraska, and that was the last he time was we He was one him. of two quarterbacks named Gabbert to decommit from Nebraska. Yeah. 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 <laughs> After the first one, you didn't go the second one? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mistakes. Is, something about that family. Is our bits of broken chair, are they still doing that? They, they still are, are yeah. I, I just talked to him. I DM'd with him a couple days ago. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because it's like an unofficial fan yeah, thing it, now. They, yeah, yeah. They just raise to money see how he was doing. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, yeah. Listen, for like Team Jack and stuff, we did mm-hmm. some ads for him last year too, yeah. and and try to plug all that stuff for Team Jack and the broken bits of bits, bro, bits of broken chair. And Look, I, I, I love it. Anything that is fan like driven, yep. anything that is borne by the fans, yeah. I just I think it's just it's just fun. And we get no yeah. trophy games in the Big Ten, so why not give us another one, right? right. Everybody else gets trophies for every game they yeah. play in the well, Big we Ten. Well, we have we have the Iowa game. The Hero, trophy game. Heroes. Yeah. The yep. Heroes Trophy, which is now sponsored by. Is it? It's not. Well, it was Ivy. I don't know what it is now. Oh, come on. I just heard this. Isn't it like Pioneer? Yeah, it's, it's something it's to do with like herbicide or something. Acres, but it's something yeah, like that. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I think it's Pioneer. Like, like corn, corn something. Something, yes. That's ideal. Thing. It's yeah. more yeah. fitting. It makes more sense. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I mean, Hy-Vee's nice and they're nice people and they believe in heroes, but, oh, you know, sure. it's, yeah. it makes a lot more sense that way. And um, Nebraska also has a rivalry trophy with. Who? They made up one. It was Penn State. When well, the first, what? when no. it was Legends and Leaders, when it was Legends and Leaders, that was the assigned crossover for Nebraska. And I'm pretty sure they did a trophy. No way. For a minute, I think they. I'm almost sure. You can look that up. Mm. I'm pretty sure they did a trophy. I, mean, with Penn I State. believe you. I think As, they did. I am like I, I'm mind blown now because I actually I'm, grew up a Penn State fan. So really? my, okay. my, yeah. I lived on campus. My dad was a chef there the last couple of years of his life. Mm. And so I grew up a Penn State fan. And it was a hell of a time because between 76 and 80, they were either playing in national championship games or going undefeated. They were really good. And when they named Penn State the crossover, I was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. But I swore they had named something what? for that crossover series when it was Legends and Leaders. Did, hey, did let that me, trophy ever leave Penn State's case? Yeah. <laughs> we beat Penn State. Nebraska well, no, beat them. Yeah, we beat yeah. Penn State. They beat them in the famous game the, the, oh, when yeah. they had the prayer in the middle yes. of the field. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yes. That's 2012. The names oh, on the back 11, of the jerseys, I remember. That. Yeah, that first 2011. Yep. Yeah. Right, that was horrible. Bill yeah. O'Brien, I think, was... No, no, I don't think it was even Bill O'Brien. No, Bill O'Brien took over after, after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two years before he left. Okay, yeah. I can't Sandusky find it. Thing. I can't find it. Yeah, I swear um, there was something that they did because they were playing crossover. But there is one for sure. It's Bits of Broken Chair Trophy. And there is the Bits yeah, of Broken yeah. Chair but Trophy. But they don't want to claim that as an official trophy, which is ridiculous. We should yeah. we should find a podcast from another college and create our own trophy. Yeah, we should. It just goes between Against the their podcast. podcast. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good idea. We tried. Actually, they're really hard to find. So last year during football season, we tried to get a media person from each team that we were playing. Okay. We got people from like... Uh, was it North Dakota? Yep. We got Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern. Like yeah. We got people like beat writers and stuff that came on, but finding those podcasts, they yeah. don't exist. They're not crazy yeah. like Nebraska, us people. Well, really? Nebraska's got a hundred of them. Yeah. I had no I'm idea. I'm sure like Buckeyes, but we didn't, I don't think we put Ohio State. It is a Bucknuts yeah. one. Isn't there a yeah. Bucknuts one? Yeah. The Buc- Michigan yes. one, we did do a, um, a collab with the Blue by 90 guys and those guys yeah. are, they're well, big time. Well, when you start yeah. talking about the Blue Bloods of the conference, yeah. you're going to find. Of course. Well, that makes sense. Dedicated. Like Nebraska. Do you have a least favorite team in the Big Ten? Least favorite team? Uh, well, it's got to be Iowa. It's, it's Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, definitely it's Iowa. See, mine okay. is Michigan. Really? I hate Go on. Michigan. Go on. Nobody believes that they invented football more than Michigan. No stadium is more overrated than the big house. I agree with that. No parking situation is worse. Do you know they char- – sorry about this. The media to park. 
Who charges the media to park? We're <laughs> there doing a job and you're charging us to park. Don't bring a sat truck back in the old days. They charge you like $500 to park your sat truck. Plus the food sucks in Ann Arbor. And what <laughs> is it Ann Arbor suck. anyway? I mean, it's ridiculous. I hate, I hate oh, the fan base. I hate going. their colors. I hate their helmets. I hate everything about Michigan. <laughs> Ann Arbor. And overrated. You know, as a program, right? Do this. Do since integration. <laughs> oh, boy. This is great. And then come the now. What the hell they won? A half a trophy in 97? <laughs> yeah. What the hell have you won? My man. What? We, Ohio State has owned you. <laughs> They've owned you as if... Can I say your name was Kunta Kinte? Are you guys even know who it is? They owned them. Owned them. I love this hate rant. Michigan. Okay, we did have a good time Michigan. in Ann Arbor, but the... I did not. Speaking of Ann Arbor... <laughs> hated it. We tried this thing called mead. Yeah, I've had mead. You never had mead before? What? Mead? Oh, mead. mead. Terrible. It's mead. Yeah, mead. So mead, that's obviously the way it was first made. Yeah, yeah. honey, yeah, alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Well, you can't, you can't blame Ann Arbor for that. No, no I know. Because that's yeah, the first time I ever had it. I think you have to right. blame the English for that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care. It was freaking terrible. It was just like very uppity. No, it's not English. It's um, Icelandic, I think. Because I, uh, I, I watch a show called uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, oh, yeah, watch yeah. it on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix, mm -hmm. and they had it in there, and they talked about how it was made by those people yep. in yep. Iceland. So it's freaking gross. I don't, or I've Denmark some, or somewhere. I had some good meads. No, it was terrible. Yeah. And it's very like, uppity. Like if you've been in Ann Arbor, it's very like it's it's, it's very curly. Yeah, and the stadium, yes, it's big. Yes, but is it loud? No, no, no. no. How, there's no. If you're driving by there with your window open and you can't hear the fans. That's not a real stadium. Right. That's Northwestern. Yeah. yeah. It, it but, is. I mean, it, come on. It is interesting because you like walk in street level and then it goes down, <laughs> yeah. right? That's cool. It's like cool. the old Georgia Dome used to be. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I just, I'm not a, I hate them. What's the loudest stadium you've ever been to? Oh, it's Penn State. Well, stadium for any sport? Any sport. We can say any sport. So the Superdome for the NFC Championship game, 09 going into 10. That was the loudest I've ever heard a building. It was incredible. When when the Saints kicked the field goal to win it, that was incredible. Um, when the pick happened with Tracy Porter, who also had an interception in the NFC Championship game, just like the Super Bowl, yep. when that happened, when I'm Brett Favre threw the pick. Yeah, sorry. 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 When sorry. Brett Favre <laughs> threw the pick, you, miss, you Minnesota fans? Oh, no. no. Uh, oh, yeah, you said 09, just kidding. Yeah, okay. I, I think you were talking about the Super Bowl. No, that, that Pey Peyton Manning. That, that, was the, that was the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, okay. But in yeah, the yeah, NFC yeah. Championship game, yeah. they picked up Brett Favre. But yeah, that's yeah, as yeah. loud of an indoor place I've ever heard. It was incredible how loud it was. Um, in terms of outdoor, I think the first time I went to Washington, um, the old stadium had this overhang. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, the sound would like go into the overhang and then it would slam on your head. Wow. And it was like beating you down. I don't know if you've ever been in a band where the drums right behind you. That's mm -hmm. how it felt mm -hmm. being in Washington and Husky Stadium back then in the 90s. Um, Kansas City's loud for an NFL team. Uh, Penn State, probably in terms of an open air nighttime environment that's incredible well yeah because when you think of beaver stadium and the big house like they have the same architectural kind of build yeah, right the wide open more yeah. up yeah more up okay. more up yeah but i mean you yeah. watch a penn state game it's like the white well, also what you the get whiteout's cool also stock. what you get is the uh the mountain you have the sound bouncing off of the mountain see wow. i've never i've yeah. never been back to here it's state a, college it is it's the hardest place to get to on the planet for yes. a for college game, you can fly into one of seventeen places: Washington D.C., <laughs> yes. Pittsburgh, Harrisburg. You can fly in it wherever you want, and then you gotta drive. Right. You're not flying into State College. Hence, why I have not. So I've been to is it eight of the fourteen Big Ten stadiums, okay. and Penn State one because we haven't played them very much. Yeah. But right. two, it's just so freaking hard to get to. It is hard to get to. It and is it, really hard. It's to a get very to. expensive trip. It is. Yeah. It is. Yes. yes. You can, and I remember somebody from the World Herald did this. They 
flew into D.C., covered a Creighton game? Does I remember that right? And then drove up to State College, covered the, state, the game against Penn State, hmm. and then drove back to D.C. and then flew back here. Hmm. That's a trip. It was a trip. Might yeah. have been John Niatawa that did that, I think. Niatawa. I don't know. Hmm. John Niatawa. Well, okay, since we are on kind of a Penn State, you know. Okay. Talk, like We are. Like Matt Rule, we right? <laughs> Matt Rule. How, how concerned should we be nah. about Matt Rule? So you mean going home? Yeah. You said it. Going home is not what it's always cracked up to be. And I would hope, and he's such a researcher, I'm sure he's talked to people who've tried to do it. It rarely ever works. And it does. It occasionally I mean, does. We I mean, saw it here. We saw. We, yeah. yeah. We saw. Come on. Like Bobby Crimmins try to go to South Carolina from Georgia Tech and not work out. We've seen other. We've seen people try to do it. We've seen it work. It's, I mean, look, it's working with Kyle Whittingham, right? Yeah. He's yep. a Utah guy. Um, but I don't know. I think he would think about it enough to where he would realize it's not always healthy to go home. Right. You know what? Scott Frost said it. He told us. He's sitting in a golf cart and he's talking to the guys from the newspaper and one guy from the newspaper and one guy from the TV station down there. And he tells him, he goes, I'm afraid in a way to take this job because if it doesn't go well, not only do I lose this home I built here in Orlando, I lose my home in Nebraska, which he did. Yep. Um, it's not easy to go home. Now, could he do it? It would probably mean that he did very well at Nebraska. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it means, it means he turned around Nebraska. I don't know if James Franklin's le- looking to leave anytime soon. He's got his best team he's has. He's been there. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is his best chance to win the Big Ten. Even over the year that he upset Ohio State and then beat Wisconsin in the Big, 12, the Big, title, Big Ten title game. Even there, he's got more depth. He's got, better, he's got a better quarterback this year. So I guess if they won a national championship, maybe he would decide to maybe try the NFL or something. Perhaps. I, don't I, don't, I don't know. I don't see a reason for James Franklin to leave. Yeah, right. And we talk about all the time where college coaches going to the NFL, what, what we've named two, maybe three, doesn't that work really a lot. transition successfully. It doesn't. It doesn't. Pete you know Carroll, I mean? Pete Jimmy Carroll, Johnson. Yep. Jimmy Johnson, yeah. Yep. And, Pete, was, and Pete Carroll did it and then, then left and came back again. And had to try yeah. again. Yeah. So. so, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I understand leaving to go to the NFL because you want to challenge yourself at the highest level. I right? get that. You're shooting and you're a, you know, you're just, you're just a, a basic beginner, right? Right. And then you say, well, I want to be expert. And so you work to be an expert. Well, you have to go against other people who are experts. Right. I get that. I understand it. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I would never say don't go to the NFL because you want to challenge yourself against the very best. I get that. But I just don't think James Franklin is doing that. Now, yeah. KB, you forgot to hit the beep when he said Scott. But it's okay. Oh, yeah. You didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> did I say his name or what I say? Yeah. No, so, he, so here, yeah. usually somebody will prompt and say, oh, yeah, former head coach Scott. Yeah, no, we, we don't. Okay. We don't. Right. If we refer to him as a player, you can say, you know, our quarterback, Scott Frost. Yeah. But if you're talking about him as a coach, it is former head coach, Scott. So in 2004, <laughs> I took the job at Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Okay. And Kevin Kugler had been doing this show essentially by himself for six months. And Kevin was tired. Yeah. So I had never worked full time in radio. I had done some stuff in Albuquerque just helping out. And he left me. After two weeks, I didn't know how to run the phones, the computer, nothing. He left me, but they, they did. They set up this group of people to co-host with me. And one of them was Scott Frost because Scott Frost had tried a couple things. You know, he was in 03. He was like, uh, helped out during the bowl transition. Sure. Uh, he did like a, some GAing and that kind of stuff. Went to Kansas state, yep. did all that yep. and didn't know what he was going to do once he was get, finishing playing NFL football. And so he came in and he tried, he did a, a show together and it was good. He was fine. Um, he was very honest. I thought about the way he felt about the Huskers and the way he felt about NFL and, and a lot of stuff. Um, the thing about him is, I believe 
that he obviously wanted to win. He wanted to make this work. Right? Yeah. I don't think he had any idea how hard it would be. And, and again, this is not from me. This is from people who played with him. Okay. There's something about him to where he doesn't necessarily handle failure well. And some people are very good at it. And those are some of the best people in the world that can handle failure. Right. Because then they become better. He doesn't handle it well, whether it is with a girl or with football or whatever else, what happened at Stanford. And so I think it started turning on him, and then his dad died. Yep. And I don't know if any of you guys have yeah. lost a parent, but there's really nothing like losing a parent, especially if you're really close to that parent. And I think losing his dad really rocked him. And so from there, of the disappointment, not working quickly, not knowing what to expect, losing his dad, I think that's what... It was threw I mean, him off the rails. Yeah, it's a recipe for disaster. It is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. And we've and we've heard that too. Is yeah. like yeah, the the tightness with his dad. It was he was very close, much yes. closer to his dad than his mom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. I think we're at a really good point. Let's take a quick break Yay! and we'll be back. Hello. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. <laughs> Are you looking to buy or sell land? Well, I'm Tyler Johnson with American Legacy Land Company. I help landowners sell their land to the right buyer. I also help buyers find their ideal piece of property from farm or ranch ground to recreational property or development ground. You can give me a call at 402-616-5801. Once again, Tyler Johnson with American Legacy Land Company. We have a saying, no block, no rock. Thanks, Troy. Now, before we went to break... You know, we were talking about the previous regime and all that. We don't need to hash yeah, all yeah, those yeah, things sure. over. Yeah. But I want to talk about Callahan while I'm here. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do I transition to that? <laughs> well, I did want to ask you, you know, a few months ago, you had kind of went viral over that video that you made about some of the shortcomings of the previous regime. Yeah. And look, we're all drinking the roulade. We sure. all are. Yeah. We're all positive. Sure. We all believe this. Yeah. Is there anything right now about rule his staff, the way he does things that might give you like a little pause and maybe just like give us something to like think about like, Hey, uh, everything's cool now. They don't yeah. play any games, right? right. We all yeah. believe, yeah. but is there something that's like, hmm. the, like literally the only thing I would say is that he references too many walk-ons. I <laughs> totally agree with that. Ty Han. That's about it. I love Ty Han. Dude, Listen, great, he, great high school athlete coach's son jim rat yeah, i don't, don't i don't need him <laughs> playing um no i mean again it's great when a local kid you know practices hard yes. earns his spot plays and all that stuff it's great but there's a reason why you spend uh, was this 1.8 million dollars recruiting a year right right because yeah. you're going to get somebody who isn't a walk-on from what was that Pilsner before we talked about yeah. Pilsner, Nebraska? Yeah. Um, so he, I, he, that's what, that's the, only, I mean, literally the only thing I saw him at um, the jet award and I introduced myself and I just said, look, so far you've done everything great. And he's like, I'm coaching him. I said, it doesn't matter. All we wanted was adults in the room. Mm. And so far you've been an adult in the room. That's all we were looking for. Yeah. And so it's really hard to say that. I mean, every, has, has he ever misanswered a question? No, no. no. How, how about when he gets a question that's stupid and he gives a great answer yeah. and he doesn't go, that's a stupid question, bro. He doesn't do that. Yeah. He just goes, 
Okay, I'm gonna switch. I'm just gonna swing this. What was the lady about the win up? What was the lady? We, oh, my, yeah, we talked about that last week. I'm still confused. I wish I still did drugs. I was like, I needed yeah. it for that question. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? And he made it a great answer. Yeah, he is a media master. He is very good at it, and it helps when you you've been in front of the camera as long as he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been in the camera for a long. And his dad, obviously, being up at the pulpit and watching his dad. And, and if you've ever been around a, a minister, but they don't just get there and do it. They practice those things yeah. like right on Wednesday, right on Thursday, do a dry run on Friday. So he's probably watched his dad do that over and over again. And that's why he's so good at it. I know you had something, but just real yeah. quick, I can lean on you when you were a corn husker. It just means more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my, uh, anyway, go brutal. My, <laughs> my one, that's what, she, that's what she said before she asked the question. My one complaint with Matt rule. <laughs> I can't understand those goddamn emojis. I have no idea what you're saying. So there's an emoji translator. Is there actually? Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. Yes, there is. There's an emoji translator. It's on. Just Google it. Yeah. Wow. You know how many times I put in a emoji I couldn't figure out? What copied it? I put it in. I just and it showed me what it was. Does it? Have you done it with Matt Rules? Yes. There were times I did it with Matt Rules. Yeah. Do the messages make sense? Well, the words kind of make sense in a way. Yeah, I've like been I like you got to stretch, but I know what each one of them means. That's wow. fair. Well, see, I don't. In general, I don't know what they all they mean at all. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've Not got a good understanding. I know the what poop one. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I never know when the eyes are going, what direction, what means. I don't know about the smile part. I don't know all that. You know the squash one. What's yeah, the squash the, one? The eggplant? Don't eggplant. Yeah, the eggplant. Oh, I know yeah, what yeah, the yeah. squash yeah. and eggplant. <laughs> That's not even the same family, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> I blew it. You know there is a male and female eggplant. Is there? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those many oh. fruit vegetables that have male females, so they can procreate. Anyway, um, anyway, my life well, before this, sense. I was a produce guy for years. Um, Clearly, no, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't. The emojis just don't bother me. Oh no, I was joking. No, no I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I was but I, I've heard people before, like you know, when he when he tries to give you a little. I, I like when he does the 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 like three hundred five or whatever he's doing yeah. with the number. That was oh good. yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was good. He does everything. He's good. Yeah. He's really good. I don't know how good a coach he'll be. I'll tell you this: the last. Two years he was at Baylor, I tailed homie a lot. That was a team I bet on mm. and was very <laughs> successful. <laughs> it's different than when I bet on against Mike Riley. Every other year, Mike Riley's teams would be horrible yeah. at Oregon State. And so we used to always joke that we'd always bet against him in that year. And it was perfect. It was like, you know. Yeah. But, but the same thing with Coach Rule. That last year and a half at Baylor, oh, my God. What was he, like 11 and 4 against the against spread? The spread or, yeah. yeah. Was killing it, yeah. yeah. So I got so no, I got nothing against him. You're excited. He's made me money. I got yeah. nothing against him. The good coach. That's what he is. He's a good coach. I love. He's it. a retirement plan, is what he is. He yeah. is. A, he's a bit of a retirement plan. And 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 the, I love that he said. And he needed to say this because there are a lot of people, even nationally. I listen to shows. You know, the first year he's been at, it, he's been this. He said it. He goes, look, it's not like the first year at the other places. This feels like year two. Right. And I'm glad he said that because it helps in turning around that narrative that it has to be bad the first year that it has to be one win or two wins it's not that case it it could be six because he knows he has better talent and a, a deeper group and he's got more experience than he had and he's not coming off even though scott frost what i don't yeah. um <laughs> even though he it was it was messy it's not a horrible situation like coming off of rape scandals or right. just being incredibly horrible at temple it's not like that at least yeah, yeah. um Looking at the current team, how would you assess the running back room? 
So I, I am very sad that AJ Allen left. I loved me some AJ Allen. He was one of my guys that I always pick five guys out of every recruiting class, and that's my guys. He was one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he could be great here. I thought he, I think he'll be good in Miami. Um, so that's that hurts. The same time, not a fan of the way Anthony Grant runs. Never have been. Oh. Um, I I love offensive line play, but I'll say like I'll tell any of you guys this. I don't care what you do. You rarely ever know what they're doing. We right. think we know what they're doing. Right. We have an idea that this guy didn't do the right thing. We're never, we're almost never right. I, I spent a full year when I was in Monroe, Louisiana, uh, following Don Shows around. He was the head coach of West Monroe, one of the greatest high school programs ever. Produced a lot of players in the NFL, a lot of college players. Andrew Whitworth. Okay. Just retired. Right. I covered in high school. Wow. That's how old that dude was. Um, so I followed him around. I did this whole day in a life of an offensive lineman. I went into the film room and I watched the film and, even after all of that and thinking I could study, you don't ever know. Right? right. Yeah. So I could say that maybe it wasn't all Anthony Grant. I think Anthony Grant made the offensive line look worse because there were times where you go back, especially in the last six games outside of maybe the Rutgers game where you looked and you said, there's the hole. Right. That's where it was drawn to go. I'm almost positive. Why are you messing around? You're running into the back of people. Why are you being yeah. a bula bula back and messing around and doing a dance move before you get to the hole? Right. And by the time you get there, it's closed or it's not there at all. So, I'm not a huge fan of Anthony Grant, but I think in the right moments, especially later in games when he's the bigger, stronger back and teams are tired, maybe he'll be efficient. Um, I love, I think Gabe Irvin's got the ability to be great. He just hasn't done it yet. And so you can talk about ability all the time. The biggest ability is what? Availability. availability, right? availability. Yeah. So he's got to be healthy. <laughs> he's got to... He's got a favorite saying. He's always on. It's, I'm it's, always. That's my it's, favorite. It's thing. very true, man. It's it's. There's nothing more important than actually being there. Yep. Yeah. You know. Do you see a thousand yard back this year? I think. Well, so if you go back and look at the numbers, right, and just go look at what he's done, whether it was Temple or it was at Baylor, he does produce touchdown makers. Okay. So what's more important to me than a thousand, a thousand yard back is touchdown makers. He had one year where one of his guys had 16 touchdowns. Wow. God damn. I went back and looked to see who had them. Cause they did a thing on, I can't remember if it was Mike Schaefer or somebody, but on Twitter said who's going to have the most touchdowns. So I went back and looked at the leading touchdown getter on his seven years of coaching college and guys get touchdowns. So that's what I want. I want it, whether it's a quarterback or it's one of the running backs, or if it's wide receivers running into rounds, I don't care. I want guys to get touchdowns. That's more important. Yeah. Do I believe Gabe Irvin in a 12-game season playing the non-conference they're playing this year? Yes, I believe he could get to 1,000 yards. Because he could get, depending on how much time he gets, he could get 500 in those three games. Right, yeah. Easily. Marlon Lucky got the year 2006, five, six. I think he had like 220 against Nevada, yeah. yeah, another game against Wake or somebody we had like another you can get 500 in those three games. So right. then you got another nine games to get the rest. So it'd be a somewhat misleading thousand. Some Well, the 900 for Anthony <laughs> Grant last year was misleading. Yeah. Right. If you go back and look and when he did it and who he did it against early on. Yeah. 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 So I, 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 I like that. And I also like the freshman. Or tell me the freshman's name. It's coming in. Is it Emmett Johnson? No, no, it's no. coming in next year. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh well, next year. I mean, he went to Ole Miss for a visit. Uh, Lacey. Yes. Kawan Lacey. I yeah, like Kawan I, Lacey. I love watching him play. That kid's got if he comes here, he's got amazing talent. Well, watch out for that one. Yeah. Well, you know, they've so far they've done a good job, all right? Getting oh, yeah. the guys and, and keeping them. So I I'm looking forward to him next year. Yeah. yeah. But I think the running back room's good enough. Yeah. Especially so, with a running quarterback who's gonna probably take what, twenty percent of the runs? Eighteen percent of the runs? Yeah. At well, a minimum. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that's a kind of a honest talking point is the QB run game. Yeah, it's like yeah. how many how many attempts per game is he going to get? Five? Yeah. Who knows? Well, say he averages 13. Uh, say six of them are called runs. Seven scrambles or seven, nobody's open. I got to get out of here. Yeah. Is that a, unreasonable? No, it's not. That's Adrian Martinez numbers. Yeah. That's well, what he did. Well, well, I mean, we talked a lot about that too during the, the Adrian Martinez era. It was like, why are we running this dude how big 20 are you? times? How big are you? Uh, I weigh one, I weigh <laughs> one eighty five, and I'm six one. Okay, the guy that's gonna run the balls is six four two thirty five. He looks like a that's big boy. boy. He's right. not the size Cam of Adrian Martinez. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But Adrian Martinez is also playing with a broken jaw, and he was and hurt all the time twice. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, like, yeah. if you can avoid yeah. that, yeah, it'll be nice. Yeah. The fact that he was hurt in the Minnesota game, and the first goal line carry was his. Oh, I know. Unreal. Incredible. Unreal. I still think. I still think back, and I go, they were doing drugs. They had yeah. to be. Yeah. They had to be. You you know the guy's jaw's broken. The play calling, you know, the guys calling the plays were doing yeah. drugs or Adrian, because he needed a lot of drugs well, he, too. He was doing painkillers. The other yeah. guys were doing hallucinogens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he could score. <laughs> yeah. I bet you he could score. Like, but isn't he hurt? And he hurt his shin too? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Give him the no ball. Worries. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. He's that a grinder. There was some weird play calling that happened throughout that whole process. Oh man. And we've man. seen so much. I got here in 02. We've seen so much bad play calling in it's those years. Fresh. Just, oh. I mean, I, I probably can name four years where I actually thought it was really good play calling. 03, the Barney Cotton year. Yep. Where they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to run the ball. Right. And then after that, we're going to run the ball some more. And then right. after that, we're gonna, so I mean, those kind of years, you know, I, I like that. I appreciate that. I thought the 2012 year, especially after he lost to Ohio State, but was like, look, Whatever, just go and do it, Taylor. Right. And Taylor just did it for six straight games or whatever. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer. Yep. Yep. There's no doubt about that. And people who doubt you are stupid. Yep. Yeah. Stupid. Go back and just pull up any of his highlights. He was electric. UCLA out there. Every... Washington, Washington, oh, Washington. Okay. State, Oklahoma State. Oh, that was great. 55-45 Oklahoma State. I mean, they, you go back and you watch that. I remember that Kansas State game so well. We got there and they had Daniel Thomas, and everybody was like, "How are we gonna stop Daniel Thomas? What are we gonna do to stop Daniel Thomas? What are we gonna do?" Adrian Martin, Taylor Martinez is gonna go off. Yeah, there's gonna be no time to give the ball to Daniel Thomas, and that's what he did. Right. And I remember leaving. We were going to um, Niagara Falls for a wedding. So we left, we went to the game Thursday night, we drove to Kansas City, spent that at our um, cousin's house, and then flew out. The whole drive, overnight, all the conversation was about Heisman Trophy candidate, oh, yeah. freshman, yep. Taylor Martinez. Taylor Martinez belongs in the Hall of Fame. Sports, yep. sports science did a whole special on him after that yeah. K-State primetime game. How fast he was. Oh, yeah. how fast yeah. he was. Okay. Yeah, his, are his zero are we crazy? You know, are, so you, I'm sure you've seen on social media those like, you got $15 to spend. Oh, yeah, sure. It's, okay. We put one f- together. And we did like an offense, and, and our quarterback. We'll just do the quarterback line. Yeah. Our all Nebraska players, all Nebraska since players, win. since the all beginning time. of time. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. yeah Which is tough when you have a bunch of. Can I just have eighty three? Right. Yeah. Well, what's now, the number for eighty three? Can I get fifteen or eighty three? Now you might yell. Okay, so <laughs> the five dollar one was Tommy Frazier for a quarterback. Over for a quarterback. Okay. Okay. Over Turner Gill. Oh, 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 he's really gonna hate yeah, this. He's really gonna hate this. I don't dislike Tommy at all, but Tommy couldn't throw the ball. Yeah, here it is. Here we, no, go. Thing, we, we had a tough line going with like the today's era versus like the past. Turner so, Gill hey, right now. Can I just say better than most quarterbacks that play? In the I game. appreciate that Mike <laughs> is the one doing this. <laughs> yes, yeah. good. Let me get shit on. It's oh, fine. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. Good, okay, good. so the five dollar was Tommy Frazier. Mm-hmm. The four dollar was Eric Crouch. Right? Come on, man. You said <laughs> want the ball at all? I didn't create it. I don't know. <laughs> 
The three dollar was Steve Scott Steve Frost. Taylor. What the <laughs> hell are you? <laughs> the two dollar. You, know you know who said that Steve Taylor was the most complete quarterback he ever coached? You know who said that? Who said that? Guy Thomas F. Osborne. Yeah. That's who said that. The damn goat. The Go two dollar was Taylor Martinez. And <laughs> the <laughs> one dollar. He's gonna hit you. Who's the one dollar? He's gonna hit you. Who's the Turner Gill? <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. <laughs> Pull up some. They have YouTube still. And this, do they have YouTube? I know. You guys have log hunts? I loan you my log hunt. Um, Turner, Turner could run. He was athletic. He was a good sized guy, had a cannon for an arm. Now, he played in a system that wasn't designed to throw the ball, right? But they were the triplets. They were the scoring, scoring explosions. Yes. Yeah. They made posters. Yes. And yes, Mike Rozier was good, and Urban Fryer was very good. You know the leader of that team was? Turner Gill. Okay, yeah. so who would your, who would your five, to, five to one be? My $5 guy would probably be Turner. Okay. Then it would be Tommy at four. Oh, man. It's Steve Taylor. Probably would be Steve, I'll probably say Steve Taylor. Let's put a 2023 cap Scott on Scott would not too. be on there only because... You want to talk about benefit of having some really great talent around you. All the guys did. Right. That 97 team had a lot of talent. And what that defense could do. And, yes, Scott made some plays and some games like Missouri. But over the long haul, you probably got to take Eric because of the four years of playing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what he could do at any given moment with the ball. But I feel the same about Taylor. Mm -hmm. I feel that Taylor at any given moment, if he doesn't, the one lick on an ankle, as Tom Osborne said against Missouri, if that doesn't happen, I don't know what his future is. Right. Because it never got better. His foot bothered him and his ankle bothered him. And the rest of his, he ended up going to get a free agent contract with the Eagles and they ended up flunking him because of his health, because of his foot. Yeah. He never got better after that. So I, I probably would put Taylor, we had two? Yeah, yeah we're at two. At two, two I'd probably put Taylor at two. Hey, we got that there. We got that one right. Yeah, we yeah. nailed that one. And then Turner, um, Tommy, number Steve. one would be num the one dollar one would be Jerry Godowski. Oh, 1989. One for one year. Out of, I know, but Fremont's best. I mean, he, if you go back and you look at the numbers, his precision, if analytics were around then, he was very efficient. Very efficient. So maybe, maybe Jerry. If it makes you feel better, you are not the only one to disagree with our list. I yeah. think we well, got like no. 90 replies. You put like, these things out. They're this. hard. I mean, yeah, they're hard. You, you know what's good about it is that they have that many good players that you have to make an Thank argument about. Thank you. Right. I'm a, I'm a, I grew up a Penn State fan. There's like four guys. Right. There's like Chuck <laughs> Fusina, Kerry Collins. Trace McStorley. I'm not putting on my damn list. <laughs> you, you, Saquon. you have to. That's your Michael, five. Michael Robinson. Oh. Um, Saquon? Oh, yeah, quarterback. Well, no, yeah. oh, you're talking yeah. quarterbacks. Oh, you yeah, you you should have done, we're doing right now recent Rushmore. So oh, do yeah. like after that, go like 98 on. Right. Okay. Give yourself a challenge. Don't be like including <laughs> the multiple national championship college football Hall of Famers. I like that idea. Try to pick something from 98 on. Or, or better yet, go 02. Because I'm doing yeah. offensive linemen Jeez. right now. The four offensive linemen, three of them are within like 99, 2000, 2001. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, well, it's been so long. Dominic Raiola, Tony Finotti. Spencer Long was good. I put uh, I put a uh, Hoistein in there. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Oaks okay. sat in there because I mean, okay. long career in the NFL, too, and all of that. I put him in there as one of the. But, you know, you got guys like Carl Nix, who had a better NFL yeah, career, obviously. Carl Nix. Right? Was very good. Sure, Saints um, guy. I am. Matt Slauson, yeah. who had a nice NFL career, but really didn't yeah. do a lot in terms of winning awards. It's go it now. Right. Right. Because. It's really, it's really easy. It's really easy. Look, you're pulling up all these guys who are really good. Dave Remington was pretty good. <laughs> they named, they named yeah. the We're trophy gonna do a after him. We're going to do a revision. Trophy. Oh, well, the next one I'm doing is uh, tailgate. You get $15 to build your tailgate. What's this involves in food? Yeah, food, drink. Oh, that's Ooh. your Louisiana tailgate guy over here. Well, it depends on what kind of tailgate you're talking about. Like, do I have time or I only have a grill? Like, am um, I bringing food from home? I'm going to say whatever is like within reason. Like if you want to bring your smoker and you want to smoke. No, can I bring takes- gumbo from home? Yeah. yeah like sure. I bring a pot. Yeah. We did. So we did 2000, we did 2005, um, big 12 championship, 2006, big 12 championship game. Yep. Uh, five degrees. When the day started, we got there at like two o'clock. It's like, well, I'm ever really tailgated in my life. We got there at two o'clock. It was freezing. Um, I brought this giant thing. I make this thing called uncle Lawrence's beans there. Uh, it's, it's baked beans, ground beef, Sausage, onions, barbecue sauce, ketchup, mustard. People love it. They just is love that a it. Side dish or is that like a? Well, like a we have it for dinner quite often. Okay, yeah, yeah we have it for dinner quite often because um, they love it. So I probably would bring that with me. That wouldn't be my number. That would be my five dollar. My five dollar one probably would be my my double char wings, Ooh. which I, I only make for the Super Bowl. Only because they take they take forever. Yeah, because I I grill them in butter. Okay, and then bring them in. Put them on the grill, come out, sauce them, finish them in the oven. Um, that's that's probably my five dollar one. Um, you know what would not be on the list? I hate queso. I hate queso. <laughs> oh, wow. I, man, I hate that guy queso. Hates all cheese. I, I'm not a huge <laughs> she- melted cheese fan. Right. By the way, oh you know what queso God. has in it? You know what queso essentially has in it? What? It's got like sawdust. They put this wheat filler stuff that that chemical they put in it to make it thicker. Yeah. And it's essentially like sawdust. I know it's potato starch, but it's basically sawdust. It's right. gross. I don't like that. That wouldn't be on my list. Oh my um, how do you feel about buffalo chicken dip? Not that, a fan. That's a four or three dollar. People love people love that. I, I am not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. See, if I was gonna make a dip, it'd be it'd be a seafood dip. It'd oh, be yeah. it'd be shrimp and crab. Thank you. Oh my man. Oh. And a white I, I cheese with that. cream cheese, it'd be that. that be, I, my sister makes one of those. It's incredible. I do love a really good brat. I love a really good brat. The trips to Wisconsin, the best thing about Wisconsin was going bar hopping, not for beer, but for brats. I had six brats in one night. I'm a brat hopping. Six in one night? Six. We had six. The first year we went to 2011. 2011. 2011 was by far the best night before game I've ever experienced as following Nebraska football. Stop that. We get there. We get there, and it's like 5 o'clock. And we go to the first bar and we get a couple of brats and everybody's, they're getting their drinks and everything. And coaches are out. Coaches are out. Huh. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Not head coach, not offensive coordinator, but coaches are out. Right. And we're hanging with some of the coaches and we go to the next place. Some former Huskers are there. A lot of fans are there. By 11 o'clock, it was Husker fans everywhere. There were chants going on. We, we got cigars from this place across the street. You had to walk upstairs. You had to like knock on the door. To let it in to get yeah. the cigars. I don't know if they were illegal or what, but we went in there and got those. It was an incredible night. Had a bunch of brats. Had a great time. Um, didn't have one drink, obviously. Lost my voice talking with um, former linebacker. Oh, my God. He's a walk-on linebacker for uh, when Bo was here in 03. Oh, my God. What's his name? 
I lost my voice talking with him, yelling over the crowd, wow. trying to talk. It was an incredible night. Uh, and then the next day happened and Russell Wilson happened and yeah. Wisconsin Ugh. fans decided they were going to be absolute jerks. Um, yeah, I heard that. Uh, horrible. The, the tension in the air, because that was the first road trip yes. for Nebraska in the Big Ten. Yep. And it was... I guess hostile. Yeah, obviously, quick, we didn't go. But quick, quick story. It was packed, right? Um, it was me and uh, Matt Schick and Nick Ba trying to go get quick food to get back up to the press box. And we had an hour, and we got stuck in the concourse. There were so <laughs> many people, and you couldn't go either direction. We were stuck there. And the people were literally crowd surfing to get out of the concourse. So we get upstairs, and my whole thing was, you know, Nebraska is going to be able to contain, you know, Levante David can contain Russell Wilson. I, they're not know what to expect from, you know, Taylor, all this stuff's going to happen. So I, I picked Nebraska to win. I had all this whole thing. Did you bet it? Into the, <laughs> into the first quarter, Matt Davidson comes out. He looks at me, goes, you nailed it. And then he walks away. And then of course, Taylor throws the two picks, right? Yeah. One picked in the half and goes from there. But I felt good for a quarter. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's better than zero. So I did bet the first line, first half line. Okay. I, did, I lost. You did. I lost miserably. I lost miserably the rest of the time. But yeah, that was uh, that was that's an incredible place to visit. It's great food. So brats would definitely be on my list. Um, ribs. I love ribs. Oh, they gotta oh, be spicy yeah. though. I don't like a lot of. So I don't. Another city I can't stand is Kansas City. No offense to anybody out Ooh, there. I hate Kansas City because I don't like sweet sauce. Don't bring me no damn sweet sauce. I like a spicy sauce. I yep. like a vinegar-based sauce. I don't like a sweet sauce. And they think they're too good with barbecue and North Carolina's better. I rock with Kansas City as a city. Okay. I don't love their barbecue. I don't think their barbecue is great. People I like love their it barbecue. too. It's okay. It's it's, like I lived in Texas. Right. So we don't smoke in Texas. We grill in Texas. I spent time in Virginia, which is more of like North Carolina when I was in the military. And it's a, the vinegar. It's again, that way. I like that. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the smoked ribs. Okay. Right. Anyway, but I love ribs. Um, shout out to Wayne Skew on center by my house. They make the best spicy wing in town, in my opinion. I'm not wing. Best spicy rib in town. We'll have to try it. So yeah, is, that, is that, is that two? Uh, that two dollar one? Yeah, that's a two. So you got to, yeah. you got a one. And then I have a one dollar one, something, something queso. cheap, jumping cheap. Queso. Not queso. I'm not gonna do queso. I can't stand queso. I, <laughs> I like know queso. that's why it's number one. We, we got to go with, with a one fairberry dollar. hot dog, right? No, no. <laughs> He's why, got brats. Why, why you? Why you want to put that dye in your body? <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what it's made of. It, it tastes like home. <laughs> we get the, we get the we get the big toms when my yeah. my father loves in Saint. My father in law lives in Saint Paul, Nebraska. And whenever we go there, we grill outside on the open flame. And he has those big toms, yeah. the big red dogs from Fairberries. And we eat those and they're good. Um, I probably would say my number one would be, can I pick a dessert? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So I go to brownies. brownies. I, 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 like, I like a good brownie. I probably go to, you got some dessert there. It's yeah. got to be. Yeah. Yep. I no go to brownie. So if there's, if there's anything that we've learned here. Is we got to tailgate that, with. Uh, we got, yeah. Well, one, we got to tailgate with Michael Severe, the beefed up glizzy gobbler. Put a hashtag on it. Six, six brats in a night is insane. Yeah, that is incredible. Like, I used, so I was thin then. Yeah. And I could eat whatever I wanted. And like I turned 40 and it was like, that ended. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back then I, and I, I could, you know, I, I, I could sit down and eat as much. I could eat a whole pizza. I could eat anything you put in front of me. I could, I could finish it. Did you consider? And I didn't drink though. So I think that yeah, helped. Yeah, that, that I didn't drink help. beer. Yeah. Like when you started brat number five, were you considering like, maybe I should call Guinness and see if this is a world record? No, I know it's like 40. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I was nowhere near the world record. Hey, let me, let me throw some names at you. Yeah. And see if they, if they trigger any alarm bells. Okay. Yeah. Steve Safronic. That's him. 
Sophronic. Yes, Steve Sophronic tells an amazing story about standing next to Bo Pelini during a game in 03 where Bo calls a timeout. In the middle of nowhere, I was like, what are you doing? They're on defense. He calls this timeout. And he's not the head coach. He's a defensive coordinator. He calls a timeout. They're like, what's going on? And he walks over and he tells, he talks to the huddle and he goes, so they're going to do this, this, this. We weren't covered in the back end for this. Change this out. They go back out there. They pick it off because he told them what they were going to do. They didn't change the play. And they pick it off. Bo was incredible like that. And Sofrani tells that story. Wow. Yeah, God, that was a good night, man. We got to get that guy on the pod. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was good. He was really good. He got great story. The best stories are from walk-ons that didn't play a lot. We know yeah. that. Matt Verzal's got the greatest stories because all Matt did was sit back and everybody told him stuff. Right. And then he owned a bar in Lincoln. So even more stuff. All, yeah. He heard all of it. Yeah. Okay. Those are the best guys. Yeah. So last week, I don't know how long we got, but last week we had talked about where have all the dogs gone? The dogs. I got you a know lab, what I got I mean. a lab at the house. No, no, no. Mando, Calrissian, Severe. We're not talking dogs. We're talking dogs. D-A-W-G. Yeah, yeah dogs. Dogs. Yeah. Who on this 2023 squad of Nebraska, who's the do- so who this are is the dogs? Easy. You know who the biggest dog is? Oh, I guarantee On that team? No, seriously. Go. And he's not big. I know who you're going to say. Malcolm Herzog, dude. Yeah. He is a dog. He don't give a damn if you're taller than him, if you're faster than him, if you're stronger than him. He is great at the line of scrimmage. He's great and open. He can get up in the air. I mean, he is a dog. That's, you know who he is? He's... Courtney Grixby? No, no, back farther. He's 1993, 94. His son plays for the team. Oh, uh, well, went to Canada, played Baron oh, Miles. Yeah, Baron, Baron Miles. Miles. Yeah. yeah, he is Baron Miles. Baron Miles went against all those big wide receivers for Florida State and Miami, and he shut them down because he's just a dog. Challenged. Consistently last year, yeah, because other teams Quentin would Newsom's see him. So good on the other side, mm-hmm. and he rose to the occasion every time. By the way, Quentin Newsom should have been on several preseason watch lists for second team. Third, he's going to be a, in a Big Ten team because I mean, this is his third year. Look how many PBUs he's had. Right. Look how they're throwing away from him last year. He's a good corner. He's a very good. He may have struggled a couple of times with his angles, like the game against Northwestern. But other than that, he's he's a good corner. He should be a potential guy for Big Ten. You know, I was ten. watching. I was watching the Big Ten bus tour that they're doing. Yeah, I watched that. And they're at Minnesota. Yeah. And I see on the bottom ticker that they have eight returning all Big Ten players coming back on both sides or just defense on both sides. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But I'm just like, who are Nebraska they? Nebraska doesn't have zero. Yeah, because like Bateman's gone and Abraham's gone and Tanner, Tanner Morgan's Morgan. gone. Eight the of big, them. The big giant right tackle they had, yeah. he's gone. Yep. So who eight are foot they? Tall. Who they, are they? They didn't, they didn't have a list, but okay. I just saw eight. And I'm just like, Nebraska has. Yeah. Pro football, even pro zero. football focus had zero, had nobody in the first or second or third team. And that's going by analytics. Right. Like how, is not, how is Quentin Newsom not one of your top six cornerbacks? I don't get that. I don't know. And just like even seeing what Hardzog did, did last year, it's like, why is it? He doesn't even make, you know, third team yeah, or whatever. And then I think offensively, yeah, dog-wise. Oh, goodness. Let me see. I don't like that you have to think this hard. I know. I don't like this. Maybe it's because there's so many. I, pre- I, th- I think, I'm telling you, Billy Kemp is a dog. I know that. Um, yeah. I've, oh, talked, yeah. I've talked to people who covered Billy Kemp. Billy Kemp is not afraid of anything. Returns punts with guys in his face. He's completely, you know, throws all caution in the wind when he's returning. Will throw himself into the end zone if he's the one-yard line. He is a tough kid. I, I probably would go with him as a dog. These are two small guys, too. Two small right. guys. They're two small guys who you know are dogs. My concern is that I don't know if any of the offensive linemen are dogs. I've heard good things about Ben Scott. Started a lot of games. Um, we've heard stuff about, you know, Piper being in really good shape and how he is. He's a very smart kid. 
I'd love to see Noelle have that anger streak because he's as talented mm-hmm. and as strong as anybody there. I'd love to see him be that guy. It'd be wonderful to see Prohaska at some point stay healthy. That would be great. Um, mm-hmm. Ben Hart's still there. He's there. Yeah. He's there. Um, he's on the roster. Yeah, he's in great shape. Everybody says he looks great. It's like Leiden Murtha, they say he looks like, which yeah. is... But of course, Leiden, you know what Leiden was? He was... Well, he had the look fast- like Tarzan, play like Jane. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> You're right. You don't want that at all. You don't want that. Yeah, fastest. You know who would have? You know what's funny is that um, Richie Incognito had like the fastest one before that. Mm. Richie was having a great combine until he got hurt in a mirror drill. This might not be a popular take, but I wouldn't mind having a few of Richie Incognitos on this line. Or Ricky Henry. Ricky, Ricky Henry, Henry was take that. mean. Yeah. I watched Ricky Henry in high school go against. Oh, who was the brother from Central? Oh, damn it. Did play- he- my, did he go to Miami? No, not hauling gun. This was a guy who played um, both sides. Played for Nebraska. Anyway, they went against each other in a game where they fought like the whole game. It was like every time you're like, stop fighting. <laughs> guys, Because they guys. both were, play, were playing both ways. Yeah. And they're just beating each other up. Yeah. And so uh, was it was it Ben Scott? They put up the picture yeah, like at the beginning of spring and then after yeah, yeah. after summer. Oh, yeah. And looking at just the general health, just looking at, yeah. at this dude. It's actually so impressive. I mean, that's a transformation that I don't know. Like, I can't, I can't look back in recent memory and be like, man, you know what? Dave Kennedy transformations. Dave Kennedy would have transformations where you'd be like, it's the same dude. And they weren't always good. Yeah. Um, Barry Turner, who came in as a tight end out of Tennessee, yeah. who ended up playing defensive end, who as a freshman was incredible, like 230. He made him to 290. He, he came to Big 12 media days and we're like, well, who's that guy? I'm like, that Barry Turner? Oh my God. Wow. So it's not always great, right. but he would have those kind of transformations. Dave Kennedy would. So right. it, that's positive, man. I mean, there's nothing like strength and conditioning coaches dominating for you. Right. There's nothing like it. Hey, he's a dog, by the way. Yeah. Strength and conditioning coach is a dog. Oh yeah. You like it? If you remember our live show with Chris Schmidt, that's who I picked as the assistant that I was most excited for. Mm. I yep. was stoked about it. Granted, it was mostly because of that one picture where he was just walking on the field and just oh, yeah. Yoked. like a tank. Yeah. You tell you about like, Smitty. So years ago, I tell you, I did all these shows with all these guys, right? Yeah. I've yeah. shows with everybody. I did shows with Hanley and Callahan and all these different guys, right? I'm doing a show with Smitty. And, uh, and Smitty's just getting into it. He just started doing the radio. And a uh, topic comes up like about boxing or something. It just, you know, when you do a radio show, topics come up. And Smitty's like, well, I don't have anything to say about that. And I go, Smitty, that's not the way it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make something up. <laughs> you got to talk about it. Talk out of your ass. Just the way it works. <laughs> this is your job. He's like, I'll, I'll tell was, you. That was probably 17 years ago. But wow. That was a Smitty story. Speaking so, of Chris Schmidt, yeah. you, uh, you mentioned earlier talking about AJ Allen go to Miami. Yeah. Um, did you guys see there was a segment the other day where Schmidt was talking about oh, the yeah. running back room? Oh, God. And, you know, who do we think, uh, what we refer to as the bell cow, I think this season is going to have to be the dogs. Yeah. Um, like who that dog is going to be in that running back room. Yeah. And someone called in and was like, you know, with what I'm seeing, I, I think it's got to be AJ Allen. And Smitty just leans in and he's like, uh, he. He doesn't play at Nebraska anymore. Yeah. He's no, like, he said, no, he said, I think he's going to be great at Miami. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. Good at Miami. Yeah. 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 And the guy just, you know what? Uh, it's hard to keep up, man. Yeah. The portal makes I it, guess. it makes the off season so much more tough. Right. Yeah. I mean, what was I, I was listening to, um, I listened to the action network podcast and they were doing one on the AAC and they were giving these names. I was like, that dude was at Oklahoma state. That guy was at this. And I'm like, I'm just, everything's popping in my head of where these guys were before. Yeah. And the first thing they would do when they got to every team was they would talk about the portal number and how many people came in. And you're like, this is incredible. Yeah. By the yeah. way, I remember I won so much money on SMU a couple of years ago. <laughs> Mordecai, they brought in Mordecai. They brought the tight end from, uh, from Oklahoma in. 
And like oh they God. were at five and a half was the total. And I was like, you guys oh, are kidding me. Bury that you all. Kidding, you're kidding me. So you're talking, you talk about the transfer portal where these guys are ending up. And you think maybe the people that listen to Michael Severe probably feel the same way. They're like, I heard him on this. I heard him on that. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was on the bottom line on the World Herald. I have never, I've, I've never said no to a pie. I don't care who it is. And especially if it's somebody young, if it's kids, oh, right. in a heartbeat. They have, what the kids have going for them right now, with the ability to do this in their basement, in the living room, in the kitchen table, with a phone, with, it's incredible. The, the next generation of play-by-play guys and talk show people are going to be so much better than we ever were. I didn't, I didn't actually get to work like a three-camera thing until I was actually in the business. In my college, we had two cameras shooting a football game at Sam Houston State. We shot Alcorn State and Sam Houston State with Steve McNair at quarterback with two cameras. <laughs> These kids now are in high school. They're freshmen, and they got three camera shoots streaming online with play-by-play guys and sideline reporters. It's right. incredible. I, it's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> so, like, if anybody, they DM me or whatever, I, I do it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Well, it's appreciated. And I mean, yeah. I, you guys are big timers. I mean, oh, like, oh, this, this, oh, this, I wouldn't say the big timers. Yeah. <laughs> this has been, I told Kim, I told her a long time ago, I said, yeah, if he wanted, wanted me on a show, I'll do it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call us big timers. I'd call us, like, listen, moderate timers. Listen, listen. He said it, not us. Yeah. Hey, just hey, take it. Just I will say this about the name of your run. show. About the name of your show, honestly. If Jerry Rice never laid a block, he still was going to get it right. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, there's exceptions yeah. to every rule. Hey, exceptions to every rule, man. It's Jerry you're Rice. Good enough, he's an outlier. You're enough, if you're good enough. Hey, how many Jerry Rices are there? Well, one. Thank yeah. you. There's a couple other wide receivers who didn't have the block either. Yeah. You didn't see yeah. Randy Moss out there. Yeah. You, you, nobody ever goes George Kittle if he doesn't block. Yeah, I mean, George Kittle can block. But on the other hand, not everybody that plays tight end blocks. Hey, hey right. Yeah. If you're Ty Han, you better block, baby. Well, you better play special you teams. Better. <laughs> yeah. <You better laughs> Listen. No offense to Ty Han. Listen, we love Ty There's a lot of guys out there, huh? Yeah. yeah. He names Wade, and I understand why he's doing it. You know, it is a way, and this is something that Devaney said years ago. He said, you know, he wanted to go to every single school. He wanted to go to every single county. wanted to go to every single town and have the people feel that they were invested in Nebraska. And the way to do that was to recruit kids to walk on from all those towns and those counties. I get that. I understand completely. You want to sound like you're a Nebraskan, everything. Put the players on the field that got stars. Yep. <laughs> Give me the put all them bras out there. Yeah. All the bras. Wait, wait. Who are the bras? Play all the bras. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Play all the bras at wide receiver. Is Tyhon not a bra? Un- un- unless, <laughs> unless Cooper Cup's coming back to Nebraska. Play the bras. <laughs> right. I love it. I love Sam. it. You're saying. Okay. Okay. Season so, prediction. Yeah. Well, go. Dang it. Yeah. What? I got you. Are you well, going to well, get into it? Go ahead. How? I was going to ask it in a different way. Go ahead. How many happy big red wrap ups are there going to be this well, year? Well, know this. <laughs> I, this is my fifth year doing big red wrap up. Go back and do the math how many wins we've done. Not a lot. It's like 12. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's like 12 wins. It's very sad. And a lot of them are against not good teams at all. What are you saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> like like, like so, Bethine Cookman. Yes, exactly. So there's not a lot of wins. Um, I, I told you, I, I look at this roster. And ever since I've been at the World Herald where they do the top 50, I do my own top 50. And it's funny, I I said to myself, God, this last 20 is really hard this year. Top 30, I can put together a pretty good list. Top 25, easy. Top 50 is really tough. And I was talking to Sam McEwen. He said the same thing. He goes, man, the bottom, that bottom 20, it's hard. They don't have a lot of proven depth. They don't have a lot of depth in general. So I worry about that. I bet the under six and a half, I think six makes sense. I can find 8 million roads to six. I can. 
Seven would involve beating somebody who you're, they're probably going to be a touchdown or more favorite against. Nebraska would be a touchdown or more underdog against. Yeah. Right. So it's not as easy to say seven. Um, let me say the, the number one cliche in the state of Nebraska. They win the first two. All bets are off, baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I, I, you can find the six easy. I can find six easy. And, I, and six, depending on how it happens, you know, six involving the wins and a couple of close losses, the teams that are better than you and staying with Michigan, all that's going to matter, right? It's all going to matter to what, how mm-hmm. we're going to feel at the end of the year. They go to a bowl game, they win a bowl game, they end the game, season seven and six, everybody's not a – they're not ecstatic, but they're happy. They're oh, they're happy. So yeah. I can see six. I, I, I that's where I would, if I was going to have to bet it, which I did, which I would, I would go. <laughs> yeah. I would say six at this point. So I mean, like, but how how many years in the last five years have you said I can see six six wins last easy. year? Last year, yeah. last year I said seven last year. Yeah. So and let me say, analytically wise, they should have won seven games. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> so we do have a, a sort of rule. Oh, is it a, with an H or not? Uh, no, no, no H, H. no okay. H. Um, it's a real that, hell with that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have to, I know like a, a lot of people are saying six, but we don't allow it. Um, you don't allow we, six and six. We, we think it's a coward's game. Everybody says six and six. You pick gotta, a set. You gotta pick a side. I think, I think they beat, I think they beat Colorado. They beat Louisiana tech. They beat Northern Illinois. Well, what about Minnesota? I'd name the wins. Oh, you're just naming the wins. Okay. I'm naming the wins. Northern Illinois. Then you play. Help me out. Who they Michigan. Michigan. You lose to Michigan. Sorry, yeah. Michigan. You beat. You beat Purdue, and you beat Northwestern, and you beat Michigan State. Oh, those are my six. On the road, on the road, going to make a bowl game. I I would bet the under of Michigan State. I think it's like five and a half. I don't You're think taking the under. Good. I don't think they'd be very good. I think they'd be bad. Are you uh, are you a uh, are you a backdoor better kind of guy? Like, what's her name? Normally, I, I prefer backdoor. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a year ago. And it still applies. A to win day. is a win. There is no list that goes one loss. You got a backdoor yeah. cover. No, yeah. none of those. Yeah. They all Thank count you. as wins. Just Thank win, baby. They all count as loses, losses. I, I knew as so, soon then, as you started that question. If we're going to go to seven, I would say. Come on. Um, I, I would love Illinois, but that's the short week. Coming off, of I don't Michigan. like Illinois at all. I think they're going to be good. It's a short week come and, and it's a short week. You yeah. play the most physical team you play, and you get a short week on a Friday. Iowa, um, I have Maryland. Maryland be seven. Ooh, Although okay. I think Maryland offensively is going to be terrifying. Oh yeah, I think they're going to put up some points. Oh yeah, but you know, little two is going to throw. Tungabayaloa is going to throw games where he has four interceptions. He's going to turn the ball yeah. over. He's going to turn the ball over for <laughs> Tungabayaloa. Yes, he's going to do that. But um, yeah, Maryland's at home. People yeah. always say that about Maryland, though, right? They're going to score a lot. They're going to score a lot. They're going to score a lot. Look at all the draft picks he's had since he's been there. Yeah, like, done. Yeah. like his skill player, skill yeah, players. Yeah, he's got skill players, yeah. yeah. And even when he brings guys in in the portal, they end up playing better. So, um, there's my seven. I gave you so seven. seven. I gave you seven. Okay. He chose a side. Do you think it's more likely to get seven or five? It's more likely to get seven oh. than it is to get five. All right, see, that, there, so it, there's it, the pick. So, then I have to pick seven losses, and it's hard to pick seven losses. It's easy for me to pick seven wins. Hell, it's easy for me to pick eight wins, right? That's what That's I easy because Minnesota, right? It's easy to pick eight wins. You don't even say Iowa. Yeah. We beat Iowa We're on the road last year with that team. So, I didn't see you playing. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> my, my big question with Iowa is, does, does Cade McNamara really create? Yes, that he yes, yeah. yes, he does. I, okay. Cade McNamara is going to give them something they haven't had in three or four years. Going to give them the ability to make throws on third and eight. They put themselves in third and eight all the time. <laughs> right. 
The whole idea that they're a great running team, they they won it in the last six years. Do you know, I used to keep track of this, going into Nebraska games, going into Nebraska games, the majority of the years over the last six, they've been under four yards to carry. Now, in some of those Nebraska games, the games were so dominant, they got over four yards to carry on the season because they were yeah. so good, but they've never been a great running. They've had one really good year in the last six running the ball. And so... I think he's going to give them the ability to make conversions on third down. I they saw, didn't have. I saw last year that Iowa averaged like two yards a carry last year or something like for that. For the season? Which is insane. For the season. I think they were 3-1 for the season, I think. I, I heard two somewhere. I don't know. I think know, they but, were 3-1, and then maybe it was in conference play. And the other thing, It might have been in conference maybe. play. Maybe. But the other thing about that, too, is if you're the defending team and Spencer Peters is the quarterback, yeah. I'm going to load the box. You're going to load the box, right? right. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah. the offensive line play wasn't as good as it's been in the past. Um, it, yeah, I'm, you could put I, I don't know. I don't, that's, that's the weird part about the schedule, though. Yeah. It's like when I look at it, I'm like, I mean. Remember we talked about depth, though, yeah. right? We're concerned about Nebraska. And by, by, by Black Friday. And by the time you yeah. get to Black Friday, if you had a couple of injuries, if the young guys haven't been able to step up and do stuff yet, it could be very dangerous yeah. well, when I you get, get to that game. So that's why it. it's, it's hard to look at Wisconsin and Iowa at the end of the year and mm-hmm. know what Nebraska is going to be. No, I get it. Right. When Alabama's playing who? The Citadel. The Citadel. Yeah. If you can guarantee, you know what, dude? Does it work? It yeah. works. Do I mean, what it works. Do what yes. works. Right. Yes. Do what works. You know what? You know if you got too much salt in the soup, you put a potato in there. It takes the salt out. It works. It's stupid, but it works. Right. What they're doing works. It works for all of those SEC teams that do it. They need up. You need a week late in the season after playing those schedules where you get right. Play a play one, two. Quarters. Maybe play one quarter. If no one's going to make you do anything different, do it. Hello. Yeah. If Although I gonna... think this is the last year they have eight. I think next year they go to nine. Yeah. yeah. They, they, yeah. They, I, I think they, they just came nine. out and said, yeah, they'd be willing to go to nine. Yeah. The I think SEC is finally going to nine. I think yeah. they'll go to nine. Yeah. Wasn't, wow. wasn't Bama the lone dissenting vote on that? I have no idea. I, I think they were. I think everybody else in the conference is like, yeah, let's, let's go to do nine. it. And Bama was like, no, I don't, I don't think so. It works well for them, you know? Yeah. And especially when it's like the years it was before LSU. They knew that was the toughest game on their schedule. They put that before. Both teams did it. Both teams had the FCS team. So, yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say, going back to that question, it's hard to find, in my opinion, and this is probably wrong as hell, but seven losses. Based okay. off of what I know from Jeff Sims, listen, first of all, let me tell you this. I wanted to be an engineer as a kid, as a little kid. I wanted to go to Georgia Tech. I loved Kenny Anderson. I loved Georgia Tech basketball. Ramon Rec, Georgia Tech. I loved him. Okay. So, I've always kept an eye on Georgia Tech. I thought Jeff Collins would do wonderful things. He did not. I loved Paul Johnson. Loved running mm. the option. I loved oh. the footstone. I loved all that. I followed Georgia Tech. Jeff Sims is much better than what you see from his numbers. Because that team was so bad, there was so lacking of talent and so lacking of explosiveness, he had to do so many things at times. Go and cherry pick a couple games where you'll see him rush for 100 yards, throw for 200. He has the ability to do that. He's going to have better talent around him now than he had at Georgia Tech. He's going to be good. I love that. I love it. Well, I do love hearing that from you. And one of the alarming things that you heard from the bus tour was that out of all the quarterbacks that have started like 15 games, mm-hmm. Jeff Sims leads the country in turnovers like per game or something like that. Yeah. So that it, that is going to be something that we got to keep an eye on, of yeah. course. And you but, can still win with turnovers. You got to turn people over. Oregon, right. all those years they were winning and playing very well, they were turning the ball over a ton. Mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota, the year he won the Heisman, had some like 11 fumbles. So you can turn the ball over as long as your defense is turning them over. You know, Michael, with this countdown thing I'm doing, I know I always say this, but all those old games that I watch of Nebraska, yeah. they fumble so much. The n- 19, it's ridiculous. Is it 94? 
or 95. I think it's 94. 94, they but led. But he set the nation record, right? Yeah. yeah, for most fumbles. Yeah, but 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 got him back. Got a lot of them back because of the way the way the system was run. You had a quarterback who's waiting, could jump on the ball a lot mm-hmm. of times. Yeah, so yeah, turn the ball over, just turn them over. So yeah. we just need <laughs> 94 black shirt defense. Oh, we'll 2023. Yeah, easy. it'll be great. That'd yeah. be easy. You want you want you want a guy? We need Christian Peter. You Hello. want a guy? <laughs> by by midseason, Prince Well will mm-hmm. be the guy. All right. True By freshman. Mid-season. Yeah. Prince True well, freshman. Prince Well, human yelling. Human yelling. Human yelling. Prince Well, human yelling by the middle of the season will be the guy. Are we giving him like dog status or like junior dog status right now? I'm giving him junior Randy Gregory status. Wow. Ooh, okay. That's bigger. Junior, uh, that's okay. Remember, remember when Randy got, he was already 20. He'd already gone to junior college. He already set a year out because of a broken leg. Right. So he was a, he was a man. Prince Well's not a man yet, but he is going to be doing man-like things. I love that. Yeah. He's I mean, he's coming fla- off the edge. He, f- he flashed in the spring game. He's got quickness. He's got length. He's got bend. And I know they're going to know how to use him. Michael Severe, what you're doing right now is not a healthy thing for us. Yeah. <laughs> you're just getting us all psyched. You're getting us all freaking excited. Well, you got to. I mean, <laughs> of why, course. why not be? It's Let's, sports. Why go in being negative? It's sports. Yeah. Look, man, Cub fans forever. We're like, it's here, baby. And eventually it happened. Yeah. Saints they fans. Right. Saints fans for years. Eventually, it eventually happened. 06. Yeah. 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 Woo. Mm. Saints were 09. 09, bound again. Oh, shit, what am I? 16. <laughs> yeah, I don't care yeah. about the Cubs. Fuck the Cubs. That's all right. <laughs> Eventually it happens for almost everybody except for the Lions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> did you see uh, for the first time since uh, they got to Ford Field, they have sold out all their season? Yeah, I, did, I saw that. I heard that. Been, yeah, because like, Dan years. Campbell you know, is a dog. You know who was yeah. talking about it? I agree. Was. Um, Oh, Mike Tirico, mm. who's a huge Lions fan, oh my and he gosh. said it like on the Hall of Fame game. He said it like nine times. Like we know you're, we know you're a Lions fan. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Calm get down, it. short. <laughs> yeah, we get it. We had him in studio. He came in for an event, and he had him in studio. And this happens all the time. He's like, "Hey, here's my number. Call whenever." No. Never answer. Yeah. <laughs> Jaws, same thing. Ron yeah, Jaworski, same thing. Yeah, yeah. We had Ron Jaworski watch tape of Harrison Beck. Wow, wow. Break, we had him breaking down VHS tape of Harrison Beck playing in the like Florida-Alabama game or whatever. It was like an all-star game. Yeah. And he was playing in that. We had him breaking down the tape in studio. Wow. How much, Incredible. How much time did he waste in his life doing that? <laughs> Watching tape? A lot. Of Harrison Beck. Of her- yeah. <laughs> Just, that was only like my th- 40 seconds. What is he, like touchdown God or something now? Throw God. Throw God. Throw God. Hey, Have you hey, seen terrifying. that? Harrison he's, Beck, though. He's terrifying. Yes, he's crazy. He's terrifying. 2006 K State. Yeah, he he, he came best, in and best play he ever made. He got he got roughing the passer. Mm-hmm. He was over. <laughs> I think he was over one with a roughing the passer for a first down to help him get the win. Incredible like, way to go. Good job. <laughs> I thought he had a completion of that. So, so quick, I don't think he did. Real quick, great one of the greatest practice stories of all time. So Harrison Beck is they're in practice. It's Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor is wearing a green jersey. So they put green jerseys on all the quarterbacks. And this is when you had you know Adam Carricker and Jay Moore, and you had Ola Duggan Duro, I believe, dogs. and you had, you had dogs at, at defense and. Harrison Beck, the night before, his band had played a concert oh, no. in Lincoln. Oh, no. And, and he was, like, talking all this mess and everything. And I guess he was kind of hungover. And so he's back there, and he's talking mess to the sideline of Nebraska's defense. And Callahan's like, okay, I'm going to take the jerseys off. Zach, come over here to the sideline. We're taking the jersey off. So Z- Harrison Beck's out there. He runs a bootleg. Well, who's coming off the edge is Adam Carricker. Oh, and he God. grabbed his hamstring like he got hurt. Harrison Beck grabs his hamstring and kind of falls to the ground. And Get Bill out. Callahan looks at him and goes, 
All right, next one in there. And he didn't even go over to check and see if he was okay. He just moved the play 10 yards down the field and left Harrison on the on the ground. So after the practice, and I don't think I've ever cursed on a podcast since like the first year I worked at Unsportsman Iconic by accident. Yeah. But I'm going to curse now. Because post-game, after practice, we're interviewing Corey McEwen. Yeah. And somebody says, hey, Corey, did you go to see Harrison band last night? He goes, I ain't fucking go see his fucking band. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That was, I was like, that guy's not going to make it here. Yeah. Because they hate him and he's on their team. Yeah. That's incredible. Throw God, baby. I would love it if Bill Callahan, did, did he take the jerseys off knowing that Harrison was talking shit? Yeah, that's exactly why he did it. Now, See, he, that's why he pulled Zach out. Now, look, Bill Callahan, he catches a lot of flack. Yeah. But that's a salty dude right that, there. That's an offensive line coach. Right. Yeah. The best like, offensive line coach probably ever. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Alex, uh, Alex Gibbs. It's like four guys total that all came from that same kind of outside zone. And, but he, he understood. Now, he's not a good people person. Right. Bill right. couldn't do that. If you were a player and you were having problems with your girlfriend, coach was not the person to talk to. He was not that guy, but he was brilliant in terms of what he could do in terms of offensively in his scheme in his first 15. And he understood football to the point where he was like, you can't be dogging my defense like that. Right. You haven't proven anything. You've done nothing. You haven't played a game yet. You've done no, you're a four or five star. That's all you've ever done. And so that's why he pulled the jerseys. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. I like Bill Callahan. Yeah. I always look <laughs> Nebraska. You, you want a what if? You want a nice what if comic book? What if <laughs> they beat Oklahoma in 06? Right. In that game, they go on to play in a BCS game, right? All those guys he had coming in 07, he had a really good class put together that didn't he would have had an incredible class in 07. They don't spend their entire offseason getting ready for USC, which they did. They wore those guys out getting ready for USC. Then they lose the USC game, and they've got nothing left. They have the ball state game. Happens. If they win in 06, I'm not saying he doesn't leave eventually to go to the NFL or whatever. They win. That's mm. a different story. There's, everyone, there's no bow, obviously, and they win a bunch of games. Wow. They win that one game. Blew that freaking lead in the championship game against OU. And if you don't believe yeah. that, go back, and it's on YouTube somewhere. Watch the post-game show. Uh, the coaches show, and it's Jim Rose interviewing Callahan. Go back and watch that. Callahan's is like <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, because <laughs> <laughs> he knew it. That way, they had it. They had it. They, yeah. they win that game. Maurice Purify first play fumbles, puts the ball on the ground. Oklahoma scores seven points right away. Three plays in, they win that game. If Zach misses two throws where he doesn't get rid of it quick enough, they get picked off. They win that game. It's a different story. Yep. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Good. He's better than the last guy. Look, so uh, yeah. I don't want to play the what-if game because, oh, what if they would have played the Akron game? Oh, there's a lot. There's tons of what <laughs> Nebraska's got the, one of the best these Big. last 20 years. What-ifs. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Corey Crawford coming to play quarterback instead of going to play baseball. Right. I mean, there's tons oh, of what-ifs. Yeah. yeah. You know, Eric Crouch doesn't leave. He leaves and doesn't come back. What happens? Yeah. Right. What happens in the situation then? So, or if Scott Frost doesn't come back from Stanford. From Stanford. Yeah. Well, uh, you never know. You never know. You yeah. never know. You know who thought he could play, though, was, uh, oh, it was the back of quarterback. Coach at Scott. He's like, he wanted well, to start. You had, ah, shoot. The quarterback at Scott, the, the coach at Scott, he, he's like, I can, I can win. Terman, the Terminator. Terminator. Oh, yeah, the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terman, Terman was ready to be yeah. the quarterback. He's like, I, I can take this team to the national championship. No problem. This. Yeah. As long as I got just these guys running behind me. Yeah, exactly. 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 That's what he did at K-State. That's all you got to do yeah. for a half. Here, yeah. take it. So you want to talk about things that never would happen today? During halftime of a game, they took Brooke Behringer into an ambulance 
and reinflated his lung so he could go play. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what never happens today? Anything like that? That does not happen. That's yeah. crazy. They don't even well, want to give you painkillers for an injury. But they right. let guys play with broken jaws. I mean, whatever. Hey, whatever. Hey, one thing if you can't eat, the other thing if you can't breathe. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's a little different. He's in, yeah. he's in a collapsed lung protocol. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. Don't worry. We'll reinflate it. Stick a needle in there. Yeah, he's just in the tent right now. That's nuts. He'll be, he'll be fine. No that's crazy. Yeah. Dude was that dude was different. Dog. Yeah. What do we dog. got? What do we got on time, Mike? Uh, it's it's time We're to all, ask yeah. Mr. Severe um, to plug himself. Tell everybody what you're doing now. See him in the sausage party and plugging myself at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that was coming. It's a, okay, it's a dangerous a, episode. That's a stretch. You stretch that. That's not a stretch. I, I'm, I'm the be, same. Uh, one's in the front, one's in the back. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Now we're talking about stretching. What are we doing? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, <laughs> talk about what you're doing now. Can you now? talk about let it fly or so something? Starting, so starting, obviously, <laughs> Tuesday before the first game, Nebraska-Minnesota will have our first show for Big Red Wrap-Up. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a great one. Um, Jay Moore is back. Sean Callahan with recruiting. Damon Benning. We have lots of guests and everything. That's going to be great. Um, Let It Fly show. We usually tape between Tuesday and Thursday. I know we got a bunch of Husker guys that are coming up now that football season is starting. We're going to do that. We're continuing our series we're doing on recent Rushmore's offensive line is this week. Um, 98 on. 98 on. Yeah, recent Rushmore's. Right. Every time I post one, people are like, well, what about Amon Green? Like, yeah. Yeah. 98. The next person is like, he said since 98. He said since 98. You don't even need to say it. Someone else will say it. It happens every time. Um, and then also, I'm going to be starting a podcast uh, later this week, actually. A food podcast with Sarah Baker Hansen. Ooh. Sarah oh. and I are going to do a podcast. Um, the name of it is going to be Food Prowl with okay. uh, Severe, SPH and Severe. And so we're going to go to all these different restaurants and, and chat with some chefs and eat some food and that kind of stuff. Sweet. Yep. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a Herd at Produce podcast. All right. Is it Herd at? Yep. Okay. And that's yep. going to have to be my family. wheelhouse. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, heard that repping. Okay, Michael Severe. I guess this is where we uh, thank you for yeah. joining well, us. I appreciate. Thanks, it. thanks for the invitation. This was fun. Oh, yeah. What day of the week is this? Monday. Monday. This, is, this is a good Monday night. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gl- I'm glad you think so. I did. I had, it on my ca- I had it on my calendar. I was very excited about it. I had it at seven though. Thank you for who, who sent me the. That, that was my good yeah. work, kid. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I had it in there at seven. That's good. Don't yeah. show up at seven because we probably had a few. Uh, what are these called again? Beers. Beers. A few good yeah. games. <laughs> yeah. Cerveza. Yeah, cerveza. Yeah, yeah. Taco Visa. Yeah. Taco. Okay, guys. Don't cut. Don't be culturally appropriating on here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, we we straddle the line on this podcast. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you should have come on. There's nothing wrong with that. Dude, I dude, I was on Unsportsmanlike Conduct. We straddled. <laughs> yeah. We straddled the hell out of the line. Yeah, you cussed we on kicked, air once. We kicked the line's ass. We did Bo at home. During Bo at oh, home, God. Bo's wife was sniffing markers. Oh no! Yeah, so we we had some we had some moments straddling, plugging, sausage parties. There was a lot of that yeah. going on. Yeah. Yes, no doubt. Yeah. What an episode! Yeah, Bo, Bo Pelini called a a line of uh, to get some help from coaching. Actually, called a sex line instead, and the, the guy on the other line was was Callahan. And Callahan was giving Bo football sex advice. <laughs> sometimes you get sometimes you get a call from the university. I'm just saying. Yeah. Do you have Do you have an archive of just everything that you've done? Like, no, like, that stuff's least- all gone. And you don't, I have some stuff. Like, I have some uh, foreign Callahan stuff that I saved and uh, Bill Callahan's five stages of grief when he got fired and, and Matchick did that. Um, we have some of that, but like, most of that stuff is just in the ether, man, which is good. Yeah. Because yeah. Kevin has a real job and he doesn't need all that job. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't yeah. need that stress. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need you and Food Prowl to get canceled because you said 
No, I don't need that. Silly. I don't need that. Yeah. I'm a new guy now. Yeah. I don't yeah. do that anymore. Okay, guys. <laughs> at NBNR Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Go follow us. We'd really appreciate it. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We are on those platforms. Don't forget Amazon. We're on Amazon too, right? He said it. Yeah. Give us a five-star review. It helps with the algorithm and stuff. Something like said, that. We sign off. Yep. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. Connor Cavillac. Michael Severe. Michael Severe. <laughs> that sounded unsure. Michael Severe. Was mean? there a question mark in my time? As always, GBR. <laughs> Fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> we have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Utter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey. Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> got it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production.